Happy Monday. This is KJZZ's Sun Up, your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi, once again, I'm Phil Latzman. Uh, this podcast, a daily digest of the news events in Arizona. It is a new week, and it's January 22nd, 2024. And let's kick it off with a check of the news. Well, today does represent 51 years since the landmark Roe v. Wade decision which legalized abortion nationwide. But that, of course, was overturned in 2022, leaving abortion laws up to states. In Arizona, abortion is now banned after 15 weeks, but an initiative ensuring that abortion access up to fetal viability, about 24 weeks into pregnancy, could be on the November ballot. Democratic Representative Stephanie Stahl-Hamilton believes not only will that measure pass... I am confident that as Arizona Republicans lean into abortion extremism... A reproductive rights champion majority is what is going to flip our state legislature. The Arizona Supreme Court is also still weighing a decision that could revive a near-total abortion ban from 1864. Scottsdale residents and businesses have been voicing concerns about loud entertainment venues and special events. In response, the city launched a sound monitoring project more than a year ago to gather data throughout the city. And tomorrow, the city council will review that data and discuss possible updates to noise ordinances. Assistant City Manager Brent Stockwell says the issue is a difficult one to tackle. Well, I think one of the important things to understand is that um, measuring and regulating sound and noise is a very challenging issue because it's very complicated for a lot of different reasons. The city has gathered feedback online and through a series of workshops. Stockwell says further sound analysis will be conducted. State gaming officials say they'll soon open a window for additional tribes, pro sports teams, and event venues to apply for a license to take bets on sporting events. Matthew Casey reports that four of Arizona's 20 sportsbook licenses are currently not in use. Half of the available licenses are earmarked for tribes, and the others are for pro sports teams or venues. August was when the state last awarded a sportsbook license. It went to an operator for the Akchin Indian community, which is not currently listed as an event wagering partner of the gaming department. Those approved for a license get six months to start taking bets, or the license goes back to the state. $100,000 is the cost to apply to have a sportsbook, but the application fee can be credited to the $750,000 thousand dollar price tag for an initial license if the applicant is approved. Matthew Casey, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, on to politics. Last week, former President Trump won the Republican Iowa caucuses by nearly 30 points in the nation's first official race for the 2024 presidential election, and he appears on his way to decidedly winning New Hampshire in that primary tomorrow. This blowout victory in Iowa has pollsters prognosticating about Trump's chances to beat current President Joe Biden, especially in swing states like Arizona, if the election were held today. I do think that Michigan, Georgia, and Arizona would probably slightly go red, uh, and that would give Donald Trump 283 electoral votes uh, and the victory. That's Lake Havasu-based political analyst Jim Heath commenting on polling averages from five swing, uh, key swing states in total. His math is based on the 232 electoral votes Trump won in 2020, plus 42 from three states that he mentioned, along with pickups from two others. Educating long-term care staff about how to care for and support older LGBTQ residents can be life-saving. It is one reason why the Pima Council on Aging in Southern Arizona has updated its training program. Kathy Ritchie has more on it. 
It's called Visibility Matters. When the program first launched, it was aimed at staff in residential facilities who sometimes provide personal, hands-on care. Now it's been expanded to include in-home care providers. Sarah Bonson with the Pima Council on Aging says another objective of the program is to encourage data collection. So if you are not collecting data on trans and intersex folks. There may be some physical constitutions in a person's body that you are missing and you're making your medical decisions based on incomplete information. Jennifer Carnahan is a geriatrician and researcher at the Regan Streif Institute in Indiana. She says people sometimes assume older adults don't want to be asked sexual orientation or gender identity questions. But the problem is you run the risk of further isolating and marginalizing people who fall into these these categories. Carnahan says normalizing the collection of this kind of information can improve the culture of long-term care. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, Scottsdale residents can help shape the long-term future of city parks. As Christina Estes reports, public input is being gathered for a parks and recreation master plan. The plan will provide a roadmap to identify projects, priorities, and funding over the next 10-plus years. It will include short- and long-term goals for existing parks and recreation services, open spaces, and other community needs. Scottsdale's been gathering public input since last summer and will collect more on January 27th at the Civic Center. Residents can also take a survey, share ideas, and comment on interactive maps online at shapescottsdaleparks.com. The Parks and Recreation Department will use community feedback to create a master plan that will be presented to the City Council for approval. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Some Arizona education news now. The Tucson Unified School District is expanding a mentorship program meant to increase graduation rates and college enrollment among Native students. As Bridget Dowd reports from the Education Desk, the program connects high schoolers with students at the University of Arizona. At a meeting of the district's governing board, members approved a new five-year agreement with U of A's native SOAR program. SOAR stands for Student Outreach, Access, and Resiliency. Felicia Tagaban-Gaskin directs the program at U of A. She says it's a course that undergraduate students enroll in where they're partnered with native middle and high school students. What we're trying to do is reach native students through the support of other native students And hopefully it also helps the students to be encouraged that they can actually pursue post-secondary education as well. She says they hope to reach more schools next year. The program is funded in multiple ways through state grants and annual funding from U of A's Office of the Provost. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The Glendale City Council is considering a partnership with the Maricopa County Human Services Department to develop transitional housing for homeless or at-risk veterans. A Missouri-based nonprofit veterans community project entered into an agreement with the city for the development of about 50 transitional housing units. Jason Kander is president of the National Expansion for the nonprofit. Again, I would emphasize that nothing is official yet because obviously there's a, a process at the city level that uh, still needs to be navigated. But we've had a great experience so far working with the city and we're feeling really positive about everything moving forward. The housing would be clustered in a small village that would include on-site support services such as case management and counseling. And volunteers are preparing to welcome thousands of shoppers to the 67th annual VNSA Used Book Sale. About a half million books will be on display at the Arizona State Fairgrounds in early early February. Heather Rayner, the group's president, says the event has two goals. It's not just raising money to support our charities. That's the main goal. The other goal is to get the books 
that are donated to us back out there in the community. They're reused, they're reloved, they're reread. Proceeds from the sale will benefit three local nonprofits. From the KJZZ Newsroom, I'm Tom Maxidon. The 8th Annual Chandler International Film Festival began Friday evening. Over 125 films from more than 35 countries are featured. Saturday night, Andrew Keegan, who starred in the 1999 film Ten Things I Hate About You, attended the Arizona premiere of his new film, The Activated Man. The festival includes workshops and continues through January 28th. In sports, the Suns' big three beginning to live up to its name. For a second straight game, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal combined for 91 points. Suns won their fifth straight last night in Phoenix, 117-110 over the Indiana Pacers. Durant led the way with 40 points. Booker added 26 and Beal 25. Booker at 52 as the three also combined for that much in a win Friday over New Orleans. And after limited playing time together early in the season, he says they are now clicking. You know, it's the definition of pick your poison. And, you know, all of us coming in with the aggressive mindset, you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough to stop, as you've seen. The Suns try to keep it rolling tonight back at it at home as they shoot for a six straight win hosting the Chicago Bulls. Hockey after a win over Nashville at home Saturday afternoon. Coyotes look to make it two in a row in Tempe tonight as they host the Pittsburgh Penguins. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast this Monday, January 22nd. I'm Phil Latzman. Thanks for listening. Stay dry out there the next couple days. And we will do this again tomorrow.